This is Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. Welcome to episode uh, 63 of Realty Talk. It is just me again today. Uh, just Galen. Sorry, folks. Um, we know you love it when it's Ellie's on over me, but you're stuck. Uh, this is just me today. Um, quick little um, uh, realty, I almost said remix, small, uh, short realty talk. Um, we're a couple weeks behind on this, so I wanted to get one out and then try to be a little more consistent. I think me and Ellie are going to find a little better rhythm with regards to time um, to get back together. Um, first thought though, if you hear music coming from, um, into the microphone, I don't know if you'll hear it, but down where our office is, if you look directly out, there's the, basically the parking lot. Um, I don't even know what it's called. The city parking lot. I don't know. So it's by the train station. There's a big parking lot between here and the water and they put the stage up. So the city has this kind of like makeshift stage that they put out there and there's different concerts and stuff throughout the year. And the last hour that I've been working here, they've been singing like opera music. I'm not a big opera guy, but they sound good. Um, I would say on a scale of, from a very layman terms, um, know nothing about opera kind of guy, uh, they sounded good. It actually reminded me of The Departed, you know, when they have a couple of the opera scenes and usually it's when people are dying, but it's a great movie, you know, kind of a morbid part of the movie. But when I hear of like opera singing, I always think of like, especially if you look at like these directors and they put like opera music with death or something like that. It just seems, it's very um, ironic, you know, and I guess kind of funky how they have it. Um, it's like kind of like a Scorsese or Quintino uh, film that they'll add this kind of music in. So anytime I'm like looking at this, I'm just thinking I'm like watching one of those directors make a film. Um, sorry, that's a little side um, thing because I'm looking out at them and the lights are on and they're doing a good job. So my topic today and I was saying this the other day to a couple of people in the office is in the mix. And what does in the mix mean? And I know it kind of is a funny term. I, I used to say it, or we used to say it in sports um, about being in the mix. In the mix basically means you're being, you're active, you're doing stuff, you're, you're involved, you're, you're where you need to be. And when I say in the mix in real estate, when I first got into real estate 10 years ago, one of a couple things my dad told me um, that really stuck with me, and one of them was activity breeds activity, meaning that activity, doing stuff, being actionable and, and doing tasks and calling people and appointments and all that good stuff is going to lead to more of that same stuff. And again, in real estate, the name of the game is relationships are key or more key than anything is it is who you know um it helps it's who you know and then it's who you know and then how they perceive you uh meaning that if they know you personally that's great and if they perceive you as a good person meaning i you know i know galen he's a good guy i trust him i want to work with him that's what you have to do you have to establish relationships and then also make sure that those people actually like you and trust you and want to use you for whatever your knowledge or service is. Um, by being in the mix, it means establishing more relationships. It means establishing, calling more people, talking to more people, going to more events. Um, maybe it's posting more on social media. Maybe it's researching more on um, real estate or whatever your field is. If for real estate, maybe it's driving around the, I tell new agents, Drive around back roads. 
I didn't know the roads here when I 10 years ago. It's crazy. Um, there's, there's so many spots in town that I know like the back of my hand now that 10 years ago, I didn't even know existed. I was from, you know, a small town up in, well, I was from Shay Z. I only had to go to a few towns and anytime I went there, I took the major ways. So I didn't know these back roads. I didn't have to go to, you know, Schuyler Falls and Peasleyville and Shazy Lake and, and Keysville and Peru and, you know, outskirts of Plattsburgh. I never had to go to these places as a kid um, until recently. So going back to our theme of in the mix basically is do stuff. Um, and the amount of agents that don't do well in real estate because they sit on the sideline, they wait for deals and they wait for action to come to them. That will not happen. Um, you're not going to grow your business. You're not going to jump up exponentially. If you are sitting on the sideline waiting passively for people to come to you. Uh, one of the reasons, um, and I know this because again, out of the 10 years I was involved, my first three to five years was very much a sideline guy. You know, I showed up to the office, I did my tasks, I did what I had to do, but I wasn't actively trying to accomplish anything. Um, I, mean, I shouldn't say ac accomplish anything. I wasn't actively trying to go out and get business and grow business and, and grow my business and um, get more out there. I wasn't in the mix. I wasn't at events. I wasn't talking to people. I wasn't making connections or going to, you know, realtor functions or after hour functions. I wasn't talking to other, you know, I wasn't talking to clients or you know, or just getting a knowledge base where random people that I run into at parties or at restaurants or just at events will come up to me and ask me questions on real estate. They now know me as the, you know, the realtor, the guy that knows all this stuff, but it's only happened because I'm in the mix. I'm, I'm the amount of stuff that comes through our MLS each day. A lot of those clients, I'm either on one or two ends of the, or on one side of the deal um, or some of the listings that have come through, I've been in contact with those people or maybe some buyers closed. And I'm like, I actually know those people. Maybe they didn't use me because again, small area, they know another agent that's fine, but at least I know those people. And I think that a lot of that has to come with like, I I'm, I'm getting more connected within our industry. I'm knowing more people not even our industry, but just our area. I'm knowing more people. I have way more contacts. Um, I'm helping a lot of, lot more people. Those people are asking or telling their friends to use me. And it's this big, um, again, snowball effect we've talked about before of growing and growing and growing. And when I, back in the day, we talked about trying to, about being in the mix early on in my career, I was not. Again, sideline, I would get a couple leads here and there. I would follow up with them. I would do a good job on that aspect. I was good with clients. I was building up my my knowledge and my skill set. But I wasn't the guy going out and actively trying to create business for myself. Anybody that knows me now, they see me everywhere. I am actively out there trying to meet as many people, make as many connections, um, help as many people as possible. Um, I was actually looking at my, I have a board um, in my office, which is big. I have a bunch of whiteboards, but I have a big whiteboard. It's actually literally right behind me as I'm sitting here. It has all my numbers year to date, meaning how many, uh, has all the clients I have currently pending or not pending. I have all the clients that I have currently listed their house. Um, then I have another row of all the clients that are currently pending along with the price point that they're pending and whether they're a buyer or a seller. Um, I have my goal um, that I want to hit in volume and units, meaning units are the number of sales. Volume is the dollar amount sales. I focus more, well, a lot more on the units. Uh, the volume though is what we as agents get ranked and paid on. So I just have that as kind of like a metric, but I really focus on the number of um, transactions and people that I'm helping. 
So I have my goal, I have my actual year to date numbers, and I have how far I am from my goal. Um, and I have my pending volume and my pending amount of people. So I was doing a, uh, I was going down through all the people I have pending right now. I have, I think I checked on there, I think one or two of those people are people that just randomly called the office or randomly I, I came across. Um, let me see. I got to turn around here. So I have 24 homes pending right now out of the 24, two of them are people that came to me not knowing who I was at some point in time. The other 22 are sphere of influence referrals, past clients, um, or my social media. And that means that I, those people, the only reason those people know me is because I put myself out there. If I, and the reason that I'm using that is I have two of those people that called me that I would have had under contract. So if I wasn't actively going out and growing my business and I wasn't actively trying to put myself out there through social media and actively trying to meet people, 90% of what I have pending right now would not be pending. Nine, which basically means I'm not in the business. I'm out of the business. So I, part of me, when I had this, the, the flip of the switch of I'm now going to actively be an active, play an active role in growing my business, from there, I've exponentially grown my business. And it honestly, all it was was a decision I made just to commit to it. And it was nothing more. It was just a mindset. It was like, I'm just going to do it. Um, and then from there, it was just, I have the mindset I'm going to do it. And then I'm just not going to fail. And I'm just going to keep, you know, I'm just going to grow, 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 grow. And that has allowed me, again, to accumulate a lot of people that want to use me or people that I have helped or people that I will in the future because I'm doing all the steps now to put that in place. Again, if I did not do this, if I was not in the mix, I would be out of the business because I cannot survive off of the two deals that I have up there of people that randomly called the office or called a sign call or I might have come through an internet lead source or something like that. Um, so to have 20... Plus, you know, having 90% of those deals come from sphere of influence, referrals, social media, or past clients, or re, I guess those are repeat clients, um, is tremendous. And I spent, I've spent 10 years trying to get to that level with the last four to five very actively trying to get to that level. So if you are a new agent or if you're not even in real estate, and this could go out to anybody that is in some type of profession, this could be teaching this where maybe you don't have direct sales and you have a salary and you're not going to, in, you know, by, by meeting more people, you're not necessarily going to make more money like you would potentially in sales, but say you're a teacher or a health professional in the mix just means that you are actively doing stuff. You are proactively being a, uh, a participant in your field. And again, if you're a teacher, maybe that is, you know, helping other teachers with, you know, their classes or maybe some behind the scenes or volunteer volunteering to be the committee chair of some kind of club at your school or going to, you know, the kids sporting events or band class or doing or offering extra help to kids outside of class. What does that do? Well, in the teaching profession, I remember going to school, the teachers that did that, that took the extra step and made those choices, if you polled, or uh, I guess, yeah, polled a lot of the, like myself and other students that went to school, those are the teachers that we look back fondly on as saying they really played an impact in my like adolescent years of growing up. And those were the ones that I think went above and beyond and did the extra stuff outside of school and the extra time. They could have showed up, they could have punched the clock, they could have worked at their business, not business, worked at, at teaching from 
you know, eight to three and checked out and went home, but it's the teachers that show up at seven or that stayed till five or six or even stayed and watched the full soccer game and got home at 830 at night to get back up the next morning and be back at the school within 12 hours. Those are the, those are the teachers that really stood out and I think had a more, a larger impact on the students. So from a teacher, I think by being in the mix there is you are being involved in the kids' lives versus just going to school um, and just teaching them a curriculum, you are playing a bigger impact on people. You know, if you're a healthcare professional, same thing, meeting new people, maybe stepping in, maybe offering opinions, maybe getting better at your skill set to if somebody's, you know, going in the hospital is not a very fun thing to do. So maybe you're cheering people up or maybe you have a positive attitude or maybe you're just, you know, you like to talk to the the patients because it lifts their spirits up and makes them, you know, more excited to, you know, maybe putting a positive spin on a negative situation. But again, by being in the mix, you're just, you're, you're playing an active role in trying to help people and trying an active role in trying to just be involved. And, um, and how do I describe someone in the mix? You know, these people, they're the people want to be around them. They're maybe, maybe a little loud. So maybe, you know, could be slightly, ob- I won't say obnoxious, but they're, they're known. Like, you know, these people, they're around all the time. They're like a gnat. They're at all the parties They're at all the events They're at the functions. They're the people that are there, but they're also the people that people want to know and want to talk to and want to connect with. And that's the person that they gravitate towards. It's like going to a party. Who do you want to be around the charismatic person or the person that's, you know, just kind of sitting there very negatively as like a bump on the log? No, you're going to gravitate towards the person that's having fun and being involved and talking to people. And that's what being in the mix is. So the reason I said this, I was picking on uh, Jordan and Hannah the other day because I kept saying in the mix. And I got the sarcastic comment from Jordan and I got the, you know, the, uh, the famous eye roll from Hannah because, um, they just know I'm, I'm kind of the goofy, um, you know, goofy, uh, coworker, um, you know, that they want to, you know, that they just kind of say like, okay, like sick, good dad joke, you know, but I think at the end of the day, there's a lot of meaning to it. I have fun with it, but really being in the mix means get involved, go out and do stuff. Like, um, no matter what profession you're in, again, if you're in real estate, be involved, you know, don't just, don't just sit there and wait for business to come, go out and take it. You got to be, you know, and, and when I say take it, it's not, you're not going in like taking a deal from another agent and running around and saying, I stole your client. No, that, that I, I'm not into that. What I'm into though, is go out and put your name out there and get, get known and meet people because and eventually establishing those relationships that are going to want to use you because you've proven to them that you are fun, reliable, trustworthy, and an all around good person. And that's people do business with people they know, like, and trust. If you can get to that level, people know, like, and trust you, you are going to be fine. You're going to have a ton of people that want to work with you because you're there for the right reasons and you're there to make things happen for them. Um, so moral, moral of the story again is be in the mix. Um, that is, that is it. So be in the mix. Um, I don't, let me see. Um, if anybody has any questions on that, you can more than welcome to email me, um, direct message me on any social platform. I will respond back to you. Um, if you want to have any comments or questions or even help with how to become in the mix, but I think that is a huge stepping stone for anybody that wants to really elevate their, their game. Um, so office quote of the day, I've said it before. I watched it the other day. Cause then we started doing, um, you know, not quote, um, uh, fun fact of the day or, and then I said that and Ellie tried to de- debunk my, my myths, um, even though I legitimately thought they were real. Um, so I'm trying to think, let me see if I want to do a fun fact of the day or something that I've learned. Um, there was something that I learned that had to do with, 
wait, wait for it, wait for it. Um, there was something with space. I don't remember what it was. Give me a second here. I'm going to wait about two more seconds. If not, I'm going right to the office quote. Um, hmm, not going to work. My memory's terrible. It was something to do with space and it was really cool. And I thought it was like, it blew my mind. That was a thing. And I, it was just insane. Um, and if anybody wants, I did a, a Galen Trombley show with Ed uh, Gunther, and he is the the knowledge he spewed out. My head was spinning, and like when you talk about space, it makes you feel very, very like small. Um, so if you don't want to feel very small and unimportant, don't listen to it. But if you want to have your mind blown and listen to some really cool facts, Ed's storytelling and presentation of space and passion for space blows my mind. But which is awesome. The uh, okay quote of the day from the office. Classic one. I know I've said it before. Sorry if I'm going to be a repeat. Is early on one of the seasons they come up and it is. I think the episode's called Hot Girl. It's Amy Adams. She's a purse sales a purse salesperson. I guess for purses. Um, they're in the they're in the uh, the little wing. They're eating. It's Jim, Pam, and Roy. And Roy says to Jim, "That new girl's pretty hot." And Jim goes, "Ah, she's not my type." Roy then says, "Are you gay?" Which he says. No, I'm not gay. And he goes, well, what's your type? He goes, I like moms. He goes, soccer moms, um, divorce moms, really all kind of moms. And then as he's saying this, Kevin Malone comes walking in and in his kind of deadpan voice says, stay away from my mom, to which Jim replies, too late, Kev. I don't know why. I don't think it's like that great of a line, but it always makes me laugh just because it's Kevin and it's just a funny, it's a mom joke. So it's, uh, it's all good. So uh, if you guys have any, again, questions, concerns, um, topics that you want to listen to or um, have us discuss, please let me know. Um, Ellie will not be back next week, but she should be back the following week. Um, and then hopefully we have her for a few episodes going forward. And if not, I'll try to bring on some other guests and characters onto the show. Um, but that is it. That's episode 63 of Realty Talk.